be unwilling to go to his turf in Atlantic City. I'm going to step on him. I'm going to crush him. Y'all can mark my words in his Happening boxing freaks, welcome to another episode of the J and Beer Boxing Podcast. That's three episodes of one fucking week. Am I dying? Is this show gonna be coming to an end? No, it just happens to be we have a lot of time on our hands, and we gave you three good episodes. But ladies and gentlemen, I have someone with me. He wasn't in the last two episodes, like I disclosed to you. He's um doing some personal stuff and he might be in and out. But B Ray decided to come back. Well, I gave I gave it away. Oh shit! But yeah, Beery decided to come back in for this episode because he wanted to talk boxing. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me cue up the music for him. He's the one. He's the only. The only Hollywood B Ray. I was born ready. I'll just say this: get used to saying that. <laughs> Hollywood B Ray. Hollywood B-Ray, yes, Hollywood definitely. B-Ray. How you doing, what man? up, man? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, you know, just um, uh, like I said, I'm just doing a personal project. I'll let everyone in what's up very soon. But I'm good today, man. Had my, you know, had breakfast, had my morning coffee. Well, not really morning now, but, you know. It's, a- it's afternoon for us right here. It's afternoon we're we're here. This episode. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, like um, like I was saying, I, I we did we did two. I did two episodes. I did one on Sunday. Yeah. You left because I completely forgot to have you do it, and but you were in a hurry. And I did one on uh, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday. I, I knocked one out, and I said, you know what? Let me knock these out. And boxing this week has been pretty slow, even though there's a fight this weekend. But yeah, the big news here, and, and I'm assuming the fans want to get your take on it, B Ray. Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua signed a two fight deal. Now, um, when I spoke about it on Sunday, I said. Either shit or get off the pot. Stop fucking honey dicking us, Herons and um, Bob. <laughs> and the next day, it drops that these two guys have agreed to a two fight deal. Now, I'm gonna let you give your thoughts about it. And I know that you know that they have 30 days from the day of the contract signed to pick a venue and a date, and both men have to agree. So, Peter, yes. what's your take on that? What, here's the thing: I'm not. I don't know too much about negotiations, so I don't want to sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know how negotiation works. But just hear me out here and just work with me here. But when I heard that, all right, fine. They this okay. They finally made the announcement. It's gonna happen. I was like, fucking great. And then now I'm hearing that. Oh, but they haven't chosen the venue yet. My first reaction was like, shouldn't they already picked it out? <laughs> like that was my reaction. And then now I'm hearing they have 30 days, right? They have 30 fucking days. I I, I felt kind of like. I had mixed feelings off of it. I was excited, but at the same time, like you would think that would have everything said based off what both mainly I would say and Ed, Eddie Hearn, how they're talking about how like, oh yeah, everything's all set. They all agree. It's ready. Now, now we're hearing that they haven't, they don't have no venue yet. 
<laughs> so that was my reaction. I was like, what the fuck? And then when he told me, like, yeah, they, they have 30 days to decide something like that or else a contract's right. I was like, well, what, what the fuck is this? I go, like, that was my reaction. Maybe I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. But that's my take on it. Like, what the fuck? Now, I'm going to get your take on this. So I said this on the last episode. Um, Tyson Fury is a guy who looks like he's a very uh, a man of habit. He likes to take a warm-up fight. Now, he hasn't fought in a year now. Near. Now, let me take you back. Before he fought Wilder the first time, he took two tune-up fights before Wilder. After the Wilder fight, he proclaimed that he was a winner. He saw he beat him. You know, I beat him. I beat him. I beat him. I'll beat him again. I'll beat him again. But instead of going into a direct fight with Wilder, he took a tune-up fight before he got Wilder the second time. Now, that was a lot. And then he fought Wilder and he starched him. Now, it's been a year since he's last, he last fought Wilder. Joshua just fought this past December. Yep. Joshua was a more fresher guy than in the ring. The rumor is they're thinking about doing this fight between June and July. Now, knowing that you don't, knowing the information we got so far, they have 30 days to agree to a venue. Do you think that Tyson Fury will pull out with the excuse that he needs a tune-up fight before he steps into the ring with Anthony Joshua? And basically, we just got honey dicked, and everyone just spent this whole week talking about all oh, the undisputed fight. Well, I'm sorry, the unification fight, because everyone's calling it a unification instead of it. What it actually is, it's undisputed. But what's your yeah. take on that, B-Ray? The fact that I think that Tyson Fury might pull out of this fight with the excuse that I need a tune-up before I go into the ring with that man. You know, I've heard that too. But then again, I've been hearing this a lot too. And I mean, you got to think of it this way. So you're right. There's two things he might pull out. Tyson Fury might be like, no, fuck that. I need to have at least maybe one warm-up. Then we can fight. But also I'm hearing is that him saying that apparently he said that he was like, oh, I haven't been in the gym in a while and all that. Yeah, and he's, maybe he's been drinking. Just, they've been drinking whiskey. He's been drinking. Some, and, and I remember thinking, like, is, is this just him promoting the fight, making people think that he has no chance? And at the end, he might win and surprise everybody. That's just also me thinking, like, you know what? He might be lying just to promote this fight. So these could be two things. I, I, I said the same thing uh, on the last mm-hmm. the last episode. I thought maybe he's either he's playing the mind games, kind of giving him like, right. oh, I haven't been training. Well, I don't think he's been training. Like, you know, that he he has money. But at the same time, that costs a lot of time. That's a lot of COVID testing you're doing. Might as well just call the call it quits. He can still do the road work, but he's not in the gym sharpening his tools. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. Is he drinking? I hope he's not. I hope so. Yeah. But he's I'm gone. also in the belief that I think this fight's not going to happen in June and July. I think this fight's going to happen at the end of the year or the beginning of 2022. Because Damn. I act, I do believe that Tyson Fury will pull out the whole pull out of the fight with the intention of doing a tuna fight. He's not going to want to step in there with Joshua because, like I told Mr. Lou last night, Joshua's no wilder. Joshua's a little bit more technically sound. Mm-hmm. way more technically sound than a Deontay Wilder. He's not going into it with Deontay Wilder. He's going in there with the two-time unif- unified champion of the world. He's no couch potato. And you're coming off a one-year layoff. You haven't been training. And you're going to step in there with this guy. I think this fight's not going to get made. That's my opinion. Wow. It's hard to say. You know, you have every right to feel that way because you're right. Either the fight does take place or later on we're going to be hearing, all right, well, well, they're going to be like, well, okay, yeah, the fight is made, but both of them they are going to have like a tuna fight before the, the, you know, the it actually happens. And then I can just hear everybody shitting on it. <laughs> well, that is the thing. That means that would, that means that would, uh, 
extend the negotiation process because then yeah. the fight then becomes again they're saying they're agreeing currently as we know as far as we know folks and i'm looking at the screen nothing's been updated the fight's a two-fight deal that yeah. means they agreed on the money split they agreed on who gets what the only thing that hasn't been agreed is a venue and date but that means both of these men have not agreed to tune up which means you're gonna have to go back to the drawing board and renegotiate a new term because what happens yeah. b-ray that if fury does get a fucking uh uh t- um tune up and i say that tune up actually beats him or or uh headbutts him look what happened with the auto wallen fight yeah it got extended yeah, a little bit cut. farther out because mm-hmm. uh he got he got a little he got a little marked up in the fight and he almost lost that many people many people felt that he he had a tougher fight that he shouldn't have had the tougher fight I mean, and that fight could have been jeopardized by a cut he could have lost the fight over a cut and there mm-hmm. goes the Wilder two fight. Do you think Eddie Hearn and Joshua are going to want to risk that and giving him a tune-up fight? That's a good point. You're probably right. I can see the argument. Fury be like, if Fury is really fucking serious about I want a tune-up fight, you're right. You know, Eddie Hearn and, and Joshua, they're going to be like, no, 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 we're not risking this shit. We either do this now or we just that's it we just cancel it or the split or the split has to go higher to me because uh, you know you're risking the big fight over a fucking tune-up let's just get into it you want to yeah. leave then you got to give me more of a bigger cut than to, to set to step aside to let you do this that's, shenanigan tuna fight that's, that's what I think. a good negotiation yeah. now be- last top the uh, last question before we move on to the next topic what is your thoughts of a two-fight deal i don't agree on a two-fight deal i think you're holding the division hostage by doing these stupid stupid two-fight deals there should just be a rematch I, clause, and that's it. Not, oh, there's a two-fight deal, you know. Like, they think one guy's going to be better than the other, so we got to do a rematch automatically. You don't know that. Look what happened to Wilder Fury. We there was, It was a two-fight deal. Fury starched Wilder, which many people feel that he doesn't deserve a rematch, even though I'm one of the people that thinks he does deserve a rematch because because out of out of uh, what Wilder did for Fury, giving him a shot when nobody wanted to. So I don't think he deserves it. I just think... You owe him that shot because of what he did to resurrect your career. I agree. So here, it's a two-fight deal. So imagine if Joshua beats the living shit out of Fury. Why would we want to watch a second fight if we just saw while Joshua manhandle Fury or vice versa? Why would we want to watch a rematch if Fury manhandles Joshua? What is there a need for a two-fight deal? Look at Carl Frotch versus Lucian Butte. Two-fight deal. Frotch fucks up Butte and Butte says, nah, never mind. I don't want to do a second fight. You're holding the division hostage with those two fight deals. Like, what's your take on that? I know I, I agree what you said, but then when I heard also two fight deal, I mean, come on, I, I think it's obvious. Money, money. I go. They had, they're confident that this is gonna make a shit ton of money, a lot of attention, and they they're very confident that regardless of the outcome of the first fight, they feel like oh, it's necessary for a second fight. Even if maybe they're not even necessary, they probably still feel like, well, we're still going to be money off of it. So, yeah, you're right. They're holding hostage, but they're not even thinking of that. They're just looking at it like, shit, with a two-fight deal, we can make shit ton of money. Again, it's always I mean, it's always a dollar. It's always the fucking money. I get it. Exactly. It's, it's combat sports. It's a, yeah. it's a prize fighting. They're fighting for money. I get it. But I still feel that you're holding the vision hostage when you have – And I agree. You have contenders like Wilder, um, Dylan White. Uh, Andrew Ruiz, Andrew Ruiz, Usyk, Parker, Pavekin. You have a steady flow of top contenders waiting to get a crack at this title, and instead they all have to wait for these two fuckers to dance to dance two times, if they even dance the second time. 
Mm-hmm. You're yeah. holding the division hostage again. You're holding it hostage. Look, look at Dylan White. Dylan White is the num was the number one contender for the WBC. Mm-hmm. He yep. has literally been shut out for two fucking years, waiting for this fucking rivalry between Wilder and Fury to end. And then what? And look what happened. He lost to Pavekin, so he lost a shot. And now the news is the WBC said if Dylan White beats Pavekin, the next fight to make is Wilder. Dylan White, the winner, gets the win, gets the number one contender, becomes the number one contender for the WBC. Yep. Again, Dylan White shut out for two fucking years for with these stupid bogus contracts, two fight deal, three fight deals. Like it, it holds a division hostage, and you just fucking. Letting these guys waste away fighting each other instead of fighting for the heavyweight t- heavyweight championship of the world. I totally agree, one hundred percent. But at the same time, it's like I'm I'm not just like giving them an excuse. You get me? Like I'm not saying I'm I'm for it, but it just kind of like makes sense on like for them. I'm looking in the, in their eyes like to them is like I don't give a fuck. This is giving me a shit ton of money, and that's a, that's a, one of the sad parts about boxing too. By the way, yeah. But oh well. All right, let's move on to the next topic. So Canelo Alvarez, Billy Joe Sanders was announced a couple weeks ago. And well, they landed a venue, B Ring. They're going to AT&T Stadium. And not well, surprised, motherfucker. I'm not surprised either on that one. Well, it says right here, and this was written by Cameron Wolf. Canelo Alvarez will continue his pursuit to unify the super middleweight division on May 8th against Billy Joe Sanders at the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas where more than 60,000 fans will be allowed to be in attendance, according to Matchroom Promotions. Oh, not according. Matchroom Promotions said this Friday. Um, so we continue going with the article. Matchroom Promotions is expecting the biggest United States sporting crowd since the coronavirus pandemic shutdown began in March 2020, with capacities expected to between, be between 60 to 70,000 in attendance, B-Ray. Damn. His last fight, says Alvarez... September 26th, bout with Liam Smith at AT&T Stadium had up to 51,000 in attendance, including 5,000 complimentary tickets. So Kyle Alvarez has a history of fighting there, and last time he was there, sold 51,000. Now, B-Ray, it's going to be a Canelo weekend. They're putting in an artist in Texas. Do you think they'll, they'll at least match it or at least go up to 60,000, 70,000 tickets sold? Especially there, this yeah. is the first event where they're allowing this many. I think it's gonna, exactly. I think they're going to have to push people away going, we can't fit anymore. You know, pandemic, pandemic's still out here. We can't fit anymore. I still feel like they're going to try to bump up that fucking number. You think, so? I, I think 70 is the max, but I think they're, I think people are going to flock to it for two reasons. Canelo's fighting. And this, as far as we know right now, currently, this is the only sporting event that's allowing this this large amount of people to be in attendance. Exactly. You don't think you're going to have people that are just, I don't like boxing, but I just want to go out somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know who this exactly. Billy Joe Sanders is, and I don't know who this Mexican red kid is. I just want to go out and, and be in the crowd. Fuck it. Give me, here's my money. Give me a ticket. <laughs> that's what I think. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think so too. I think so too because they really are looking at it that way. They're pretty, they're pretty much promoting it that way. Like, holy shit! Since the pandemic happened, we're gonna have a shit ton of fans now, and they're gonna try to fill it as much as they can. Like, yeah, maybe seventy, maybe eighty, the max, eighty thousand. I think seventy. I, I think if he in two thousand sixteen he did fifty one thousand. I think, I think this year, um, in May eighth, I think they might hit 
close to 50, almost 50. I think they're going to surpass 51,000. I think they're going to go to 60,000. I think because of the pandemic, I think people are just tired of being inside. And I think this fight is going to be their, their reason to want to go out. And like I said, the first, as far as we know right now, the first sporting event allowing this many people to be in, in attendance. So. Exactly. We'll see how it goes. I mean, um, anybody who's watching the news, less people are getting sick, more people are getting vaccinated. Things are starting to opening up. Texas being the first state to open up on mm-hmm. March 10th. So, and also being, looks like the first state to allow a large amount of people in the stadium. Yeah. So, so it's looking good for boxing, especially for that weekend. For that yeah. Fight. Canelo Alvarez is actually now going to be holding. Now you can say he's the face of boxing when he's like being allowed to do stuff like this. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't see anybody else. Uh, given that opportunity, I think they know that Canelo draws a good crowd and, 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 and it makes sense to do it in Texas, you know, Texas is, you know, pro Mexican area, you yep. know, he's like, again, sold it out before. So I think it's a, it's a good idea. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how the news develops as we go. Now getting into our last topic, this is our prediction. So I'm about to queue up this Virgil Ortiz, Maurice Hooker prediction episode. So this is our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight? Then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. Pain. Ah, beautiful. Ah, beautiful. I be right. Fourth work, Texas tonight. Virgil Ortiz, Maurice Hooker, twelve rounds in the welterweight division. Uh, pretty much anybody who has been following us have known we've been kind of kind on Virgil Ortiz. We think he's pretty much at the doorstep of, of uh, the elite, and he gets a crack at it this, tonight, b Definitely. And I don't know. I, I feel like they're kind of promoting it pretty decently on this one. I think they're promoting it very decently well, too. Very, very, um, very well on this one. I know he missed weight. I know people were giving shit because he missed weight. But, the, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, he's young. and uh, What weight division is he in again? Well, too late. Sure. Welterweight is what I thought. They're doing yeah. welterweight. Yep, yep. Because, to... you know, he's been, I don't know if it's him or his team talking about that he didn't want to crack at Terrence Crawford. He and That's kind of been the news as of late is that he's out there saying, I want Terrence Crawford. Exactly. And he's one of the few out there says, I want him. I fucking want him. Give him to yeah. him. Hammond Porter are the only ones literally saying, I want Crawford. Mm-hmm. So right now, my bad. So it says Virgil Ortiz weighed at 147 on Friday at the thing with 12 rounds. I'm thinking, I mean, 12 rounds boxing. Da, 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 da. I kept reading that he went overweight, but I don't see anything in this article that he came overweight. Uh, Ortiz promoter DeLeo says he'll make a decision whether he'll try to put together a fight between Crawford based on how well he performs against former 140-pound champion Maurice Hooker. So hmm. um, well, I'll read into it. But um, prediction time. So like I said, Maurice Hooker's coming back. Uh, this is this will be his second fight back after his loss to Jose Ramirez. This is a welterweight. I was talking to a couple people about this fight. Everyone's everyone's excited for this fight. Again, Virgil Ortiz, Everyone is, yeah. young, up and rising Mexican star. Um, he's been plowing through a lot of competition. He's been stepping up. This is where I like Golden Boy. Golden Boy has done a great job building this kid up, gradually putting him against, been. put it gradually putting him against great comp. Uh, Good talent to see where he's at. When he fought Maurice Herrera, I mean, Mauricio Herrera, when he fought fucking um, Orozco, when he fought uh, Samuel Vargas. Again, good, steady fights 
to see the progression of this, this young star. Now, the next step is putting him against a guy who is in his prime, who's coming, uh, who's coming off a TKO win, and is now a full-fledged welterweight, according to many people. Let's see what happens. He's young. He's in his prime. Let's put him in there against our prime fight, a guy who's, gonna, who's about to hit the peak of his prime career right now. Let's see what happens. It's an exciting fight for me. I'll go first because I know you're technically you haven't been on, but I'll go my first on my prediction. Usually you do, but I see this fight going seven to eight rounds. I think, I think uh, Hooker will be more sturdier in this division. I know that uh, Hooker got starched out, got beat up, and taken out by Jose Ramirez in a short in short rounds. I think it was two rounds, uh, two a couple a couple rounds. He got he got taken out quick, but he's explained that as I was having trouble making one forty. One forty seven is my more comfortable weight i will be more i will be better and he showed it when his last fight won in a mm-hmm. tko win i think he'll be sturdy but i just think virgil ortiz is the different type of beast he's hungry and he's going to be out there to make a statement tonight and i think i got virgil ortiz winning between uh seventh eighth round tko that's my prediction on that one yeah. i got i got virgil doing mm-hmm. it i think he's just better um he's hungry Hungry, a good boxer puncher, knows how knows how to work you from the top to the bottom, cut off the ring. Overall, great fundamentals. And I think against Maurice Hooker, I think Hooker gets I think Hooker gets put on his back foot and he just gets get he gets walked down and beat up for seven, eight rounds. And just see the, the corner or the ref stopping it. I think that that's my yeah. prediction. So what's yours, B Ray? It's again the way that it's it's being hyped, and I'm pretty sure he feels the hype for this fight, especially for tonight. Um, exactly. He's going to be coming in really motivated. He's going to be, he, again, he's going to show how hungry he really is. Now, to me, I feel like my gut saying literally the number number five. I give it five rounds. So I would say he wins by TKO in the fifth round. Your guy, um, who you were working with last week at Centos, big boxing fan, by the, by the way, uh-huh. told me he has a five rounds like you. Wow. Huge boxing fan, and I was talking to him when he was, you know, he was about to take my truck to clean it out. And I go, "You watching tonight's fight? You watching uh, next uh, <laughs> tomorrow night's fight?" He goes, "Hell tomorrow yeah!" Fight. And he goes, "I got Ortiz. I go, I do too." And he's like, "I got it five rounds, five rounds, TKO." Interesting. So I hear you saying it. You guys, no wonder you guys got along last week. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you got five rounds. So there they go, ladies and gentlemen. Bire has a prediction: five rounds, TKO or knockout. My bad, I didn't even get you on that one. I, I said uh, I say TKO, technical knockout. I'm gonna go there with that go. for some reason. Bire yeah. got the TKO, technical knockout of Maurice Hooker. I got either between seven, eight, mm-hmm. uh, uh, TKO. Um, Virgil Ortiz moves on. I think he, he, you're right. He's hungry. He's gonna have to make a statement. He, and he has made statements, but this is not. But this is the biggest. When the fact that you got your promoter going, I want to sit down. Right, right here it says Crawford could be next. It says if Ortiz looks impressive in his win, De La Hoya says he will likely sit down with Crawford's promoter Bob Arum and start talks be- between a fight. It's difficult to know how well Ortiz will do against Hooker because the, his opposition will have has been most mostly pedestrian level since he turned pro in 2016. Up until now, Ortiz's best opponent's resume is battle-worn Samuel Vargas, a fighter he dispatched in seven rounds last July in Indio, California. I agree. I think Hooker is sturdy, but I think he's still gonna fuck him up. Samuel Vargas is still a good fighter. Like I don't, he's a sturdy fighter. And look what he did to that guy. I think Hooker yeah. seven, eight rounds. That's why I'm going with it. It says 
the factor that Maurice Hooker is going to give Ortiz angles, he's going to give him speed, the experience at De La Hoya on a show called the Pug and Cup Boxing Show on Saturday, the experience that Maurice has, he's been in there with Ramirez, for instance, which was a great fight. It's going to give him the experience and the confidence. Virgil Ortiz can beat a fighter like Hooker on Saturday night. Imagine what it does to his confidence level. It elevates him. You're right. I agree with De La Hoya. I mm-hmm. usually never do, but I do. Let me go into the Crawford talks. I don't see any Crawford talks. Um, De La Hoya saying, I would love to see a late round knockout. Okay, whatever. He doesn't go into it, but B-Ray. Terrence Crawford, he's, Virgil's even said, I'm willing to go fight this guy. I said it on Sunday. I said it on Sunday. I said it, I said it on Monday, on Tuesday. This is the only fight I'm okay with Terrence Crawford fighting. If Virgil Ortiz comes out uh, good in this fight, looks impressive, I'm okay with this fight. If he's not going to fight Sean Porter, if he's not going to fight Spence, I'm okay if he fights a young, hungry fighter like Virgil Ortiz. Mm, I agree. I'm not okay with That's the mean machine. I don't want to kill Brooke. I want either Porter, Spence, or Virgil Ortiz as your next opponent. That's my opinion. I don't know about you. No, I, I really agree. I mean, I've always said Spence or Pacquiao or Porter, but you know, you're right. This Ortiz kid, I think he's going to be adding the list, especially if he looks very impressive tonight. And I think he's going to look impressive. I think he knows all eyes are going to be on him tonight. For sure. Now, but that's what De La Hoya goes. He's 30, and all eyes are on you tonight. Are you going to rise to the occasion, or are you going to try to play it safe so you don't get hurt? And I think fucking Virgil Ortiz of Mexican warrior sides that have come out and said, fuck it, I'm out here to entertain. I'm a you know big drama show. Yep. Like I said, exactly. I think Ortiz is going to walk Hooker down and just bang him up for eight rounds, seven, eight rounds. That's my opinion. You got five. I got fucking five rounds. De La Hoya has a late round knockout. I think we all know he's going to walk this guy down. Yeah, Maurice Hooker is going to give him angles. Maurice Hooker is going to try to to trouble this kid. This kid is prepared. He is technically sound. Boxer, puncher, through and, you know, 100%. I think he just walks Mm -hmm. the fucker down. And I think that's what happened. I think Crawford, if you're going to want to prove this is a a fight. And I know people go, what do you mean when he needs to prove? Bro. We already know you can beat a Kell Brook. We already know you can beat a Mean Machine. If you ain't fighting, if you ain't fighting Porter, you ain't fighting Pack, you ain't fighting Spence, then you need to go against this type of hungry fighter. Then, I agree. Because you've been you've been eating you've been eating pretty light. This is a big meal. Virgil Ortiz <laughs> is a big meal. <laughs> Let's be honest. Kell Brook was no meal. That was an appetizer. Tell that to Timberly Bradley. Nobody wants to get in the ring with Terrence Crawford. <laughs> Sean Porter saying he wants to get in the fucking ring with him. His Bob Timothy Bradley's boss, his jefe is the one saying, Oh, I don't think that fight's gonna sell. You can't sit there and say the fight that nobody wants to fight him, but then say, Oh, you know, the, that type of fight doesn't sell pay per view. But Kel Brook did, right? Exactly, that makes no fucking sense. But all right, no motherfucking sense. But that's my take. But like, I'm are you gonna watch the fight tonight? No, for sure, man. I got no, 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 nothing to do today, man. Watching the fight tonight. I got nothing to do today. I mean, after this, I gotta go disarm my bed. I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna clean up the house. I got some beers. Um, my wife's making a orange chicken with chow with uh with chow mein. It's oh. a keto keto chow mein. Yeah. And good. I'm gonna have myself some light beer. That's right, people like beer because I'm the keto kid. And I'm gonna watch <laughs> this fight. I'm gonna watch this fight, man. That's what I'm gonna do. And. And, every, and uh, just to answer everyone's question, I know I posted, I was looking through my post and I posted a thing going, 
they were on the, the rambling networks on YouTube when I put coming soon fight talk. It's still coming. Mm-hmm. Um, original plans have now changed like everything else in th- things in life change. And in the next few months, you're going to see a slight change in the show and fight talk will be coming to YouTube. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It's going to oh, yeah, be yeah. different from what the original plan was in which um, I was going to say, I'll just say this. If you guys like the way we and B-Ray do it through zoom, and you're going to like the way we're going to do this episode. We're going to do these fight talks on YouTube and how future episodes are going to sound. Later. Oh, yeah. I agree. I you guys are going to like that. I think you're going to see a totally different shift. That's why you saw how the, the new logo looks. It's more kick-ass, more, you know, more yeah. uh, badassery. So you're going to see yeah. some slight changes on the show. And then in the next few weeks and in the next few months, you're going to see a lot of different changes. But uh, you guys have to tune in and wait and download this episode. So, like, look, even right now, we did three episodes in one week. That's a record. We did a record. It's a record three episodes. We got back to back. So, B-Ray, let's plug your stuff right now. Before we head out, where can they find you? you guys can find me on Instagram, B-Ray89, B-R-E-Y, number eight, number nine. You guys can find me there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm barely getting to being active on Instagram. So expect that, like, like, you know, Jay says, a bunch of fuckery, some boxing, some wrestling, you know, some other good shit too. Just go on my page and you'll see. But yeah, you guys can find me in there. Very friendly. You guys can ask me about anything, man. Me. I'm, I'm a superhero geek too as well. Marvel DC geek. So you guys can hit me up there. There you go. And you guys can find us on the Jay and Barry Boxing Podcast on Instagram. We're also going to be soon enough, like I said, on YouTube. We'll be announcing that pretty soon. And other than that, enjoy your guys' weekend. Drink responsibly because we're not because we're staying home. But uh, this is episode 165. Oh, no, 148, I think. Yeah, I I'm forgot gonna, what it is. I forgot to. But it's a new episode. You guys, If you guys are signed up, you guys get notifications. Other <laughs> than that, enjoy your weekend. We'll be back next week. Laters. Laters. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.